Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, friends beyond the binary, and my rebels with the cause, my patrons, uh, thanks for keeping the show going, patrons. Uh, here you go, I'm talk- talking you in there. Get get comfy. Uh, and uh, I hope you're cozy uh, for this, uh, this seasonal uh, who I don't know who who and when I don't know when this episode will come out, but uh, it'll be soon uh, because it's like momentarily for you, but not for me. Thanks, patrons. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble or getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep with Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do. If you so choose, is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. Yeah, I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to do is attempt to create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts or feelings, physical sensations, changes in time or temperature. Whatever's keeping you awake, I'd like to help with that. I'd like to, uh, well, here's what I propose to do. And then I'll kind of explain it, too. If you're new, that's why I do this. But it's also because I like to be a familiar friend. In fact, it's so familiar. You say, well, Scoots, I'm so familiar with this that I could just fall asleep. Uh, Would be our long-term goal. What I'm going to do is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, uh, tangents that are rustified, uh, extra words, super. I don't know if I have superfluidity, uh, but like if you could make superfluous words, like I say, like uh, whatever they, you know, when there's a gas and it's a liquefied, and I, you know, I talked about this stuff before. I don't, that kind of stuff I don't get. They say, isn't that, and I guess, but I haven't delved, delved too deep, and I say, wait a second, it's liquefied natural gas. No, 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 no. It's this liquefied natural something else. Uh, and I guess you say, well, you put the gas in your... You say, okay, but that's just straight gas. You don't, you don't say liquefied natural petroleum gas or whatever the heck. It, anyway, I got to get to... I can't go off topic this soon. And especially talking about the big FF, fossil fuels. I don't know if that's... Uh, though that whole thing of liquefying... Oh, good, well, I was saying... What was I saying? I already have no idea. I think I was talking about... Oh, super, super, super fluidity. My super, superfluous something else with a litter of uh, thing has super, super fluidity. The whole idea of the podcast, I guess, is to keep you company. If you're new, let me give you a few pieces of information in all seriousness to introduce you to the show. One, here's the structure. Show starts off with business. That's a key way we keep the show going and free. But if you're new, they're not that important because you're new. Check it out first. Then we have an intro. Now, this isn't a traditional podcast intro. It's a 12-minute show within a show where I kind of talk about how the podcast works. And I demonstrate, you know, it, like if I had a lab, like, well, if I had a, gr- a grasp of science, engineering, uh, the scientific, you know, if I had the scientific method down, that's what I always say to everybody, I, even in school. I said, well, if I had a lab, I would get the scientific method right down. Or even earlier, this is how I'd get stuff. It's said, well, if I had a trap, I wouldn't be getting these Fs if I had a new trapper keeper. Because yeah, that's what happens, Pops. My papers fall out. They had this thing called a trapper keeper. It was basically an overpriced binder with sideways folders. It actually, it made sense at the time. I mean, here's the thing. I don't have any spare change lying around, but if I did, and this is a free piece of advice, Warren Buffett, call me. Let's reinvest in this trap. I, I can tell you it's coming back uh, next school year. I bet you I'm, I'm, willing to bet, uh, I'm willing to bet your money on it, Warren, uh, if you'll give me a percentage if it works out. Okay, what was I saying? Oh, so the intro is a show within a show. Yeah, where uh, there's a lot of superfluous dialogue about how the podcast works. Uh, some listeners fall asleep during the intro. Some listeners get ready for bed during the intro. Uh, some listeners listen during the day. So a few people skip the intro, uh, but it's, it introduces you to the podcast. 
and the concept over and over again in a new way every time. I hope it feels familiar for a regular listener and welcoming for a new one. Uh, Then we have some business between the intro and the show, or the episode part. And then tonight we'll be uh, talking about uh, a Doctor Who episode about the Christmas you know, there's a lot of cover bands, Beatle cover bands called the British Invasion. And other than Beatlemania, that's probably the number two name for Beatles cover band, unless someone trademarked it. And uh, or maybe there's just two, two of the names, like uh, Yellow Submariners, sub, Yellow Submariners. It's, I think if I had a Beatles cover band, I'd need to play music. I'd need my scientific method, my lab, and my trapper keeper. Yeah, but we would we'd be the submariners, the yellow submariner. Sorry, submariner, submariner. How do you feel about that uh, Aqu- Aquaman movie coming out? I don't know when it comes out. Uh, might already be out. Cal uh, Drogo's the star of it. Uh, he's J- Jason is his name. He's a strapped. He defines stra- like uh, if you look up look up strapping in the dictionary, you'll see him in there, and it seems pretty charming too. Charismatic, you're right. So, okay, so the intro is a show within a show. Well, then we'll be talking about who, who you know, we'll doctor who. Uh, then at the end is some uh, thank yous and good nights. So that's the structure of the show. It's a little late to tell you this maybe if you're new, but don't try to figure the podcast out. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It is a bit counterintuitive in a way that if you hold it gently... You'll say, oh, okay, okay, I kind of I get it. It's hard, I kind of get it. It's hard to get. There's not much to get. I mean, really, this might sound haughty, but the, the substance, this podcast is substantive. If I could have pronounced it correctly, it would have been haughty. Or was hardiness is in its haughtiness. I guess if I had a soup place, that's what I'd say. The haughty soup shop, uh, but I was going to say this podcast is substantive, substantive, in its something, in, in its in, in something. But I messed it up. But then I thought of a better idea: Haughty uh, Soup Factory, the Haughty Super. You're right, maybe, maybe. But we'd say hearty, and our our haughtiness is because it's of our hardiness. Uh, what was I saying? I was trying to. Oh, so oh. Your podcast doesn't make a lot of sense. There you go. I proved that right there. And I was just trying to think of something. I did have something with that substantive. Our substance is in our insubstantially substantive or something. Whatever. Uh, So don't try to make sense of the show. Just kind of kick back and passively consume it. See how it goes. I mean, most people that review the show say it took two or, two or three times so they can get used to it. It doesn't work for everybody, but I'm here to help. Uh, it does, Like I said, I hope it works for you, but it doesn't work for everybody. Uh, so I guess that's the uh, structure of the show. Yeah, we'll talk about Doctor Who and maybe like eight more minutes. Um, oh, you don't need to listen to me. You don't need to take me seriously. You can. I mean, I'm serious about making this show. I'm committed. I've done 700-something episodes because I'm here to help. I've been there. Uh, but there's no pressure to fall asleep. The reason the shows are about an hour is so I can be here the whole time while you fall asleep at your leisure. But here's the other layer. The shows are complete. I'm here to the very end in case you can't fall asleep uh, for, or for those other listeners that won't or if you're one of them. I'm here for you. I'm your boyfriend. So I'm going to be here till the very end to keep you company while, whether you're awake or asleep. So yeah, I can't remember what I was talking about before that I thought I was going to go back to. I mean, that's a haughty and hoardy, hoardy, a hoardy, the hoardy hoarder. What about that for like a uh, used, like a secondhand shop? Uh, I think that's probably better. We could ser- serve hearty soup there though on, on Saturdays only. Let me try to do an ad read for that. Just read, come on down to the haughty hoarder. Uh, it was uh, Saturday's soup day. It's hearty, and we're hard, you know hearty in our haughtiness here. Here at the the haughty hoarder, a hearty with uh, whatever another word for secondhand items uh, that starts with H would be great. Uh, 
But come on down. Oh, by the way, we're haughty because I'm always grouchy. Except on these commercials because I want you to come to my store down at the Haughty Hoarder. Uh, this is, I guess I'd have to use a pseudonym. I'd be Harry from the Haughty Hoarder or Harold's Haughty Hoarder. Uh, Horace's Haughty Hoarder might be better. That's a name. I mean, Harry kind of sounds, doesn't sound like a haughty name. It's a hearty name. Uh, then who, who Howard, uh, I think Harold, Horace, Horace's Haughty Hoarder. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I'll work with the pseudonyms when I launch this imaginary secondhand shop. That whenever, I mean, luckily, that'll only exist in my imagination. Well, let's see. Let's recap. So I'm here to help. I'm here to take your mind off something. I'm here to keep you company. I covered the structure show. I demonstrated and covered the fact you don't really need to listen to me too closely uh, to see how it goes. Yeah, I think that's it. I'm trying to think of what else I could have missed. I mean, like... Uh, the main thing is I've struggled to sleep and I continue to have uh, ups and downs with my relationship with sleep. Particularly last night, uh, I had like just, it was just one of those nights and I said, what in the heck? Uh, I mean, it did have to be up early. You know, when you have to be up earlier than normal, that's always like, uh, that's why this podcast is no pressure to fall asleep when you want to. But when you know that alarm's been bumped up by an hour or 45 minutes, you say, okay, how the heck am I, like, how to get to sleep again? Don't you hate, so, so here's a way, just kick back, uh, just listen. I'm your boar bud. I'm your boar friend. Maybe if we get to know one another, I'll be your boar bay, your boar bra, your boar cuz, your boar sib. Uh, but I'm here to help uh, if, if I can. And I really appreciate you giving the show a shot, you're giving it a try. I was just trying, I'm trying to remember what I was talking about at the beginning of the podcast when the first time I got distracted. Oh, liquefied, natural. So, yeah, I was talking about uh, the superfluidity of my superfluousness. There's the first time I've gotten back-to-back words correctly in a while. But I, I don't know. I just, I guess I hate to point out uh, errors with, you know, the giantest corporations in the world or whatever, but I say... It's not, if it's liquefied, how the heck, I mean, and maybe someone could point that out to me. I mean, I'm sure they will, but, uh, he's, uh, like, uh, like what's ice in this context is ice liquefied, frozen, uh, water gas. Uh, I mean, I guess I, again, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention during these things, uh, but you'd say so is water liquefied liquefied natural water 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 gas rain cloud cloud gas i'm trying to think of whatever what other things i consume that uh they can analyze in this way or why you know i say what well, scooch you know you seem like you're totally relaxed i say okay must fall asleep pretty fast then the scooch you totally are chill uh nothing seems to get at you what are your pet peeves? Please tell us. Oh, is this Pet Peeves Weekly? Thanks for calling. You know, it's been on my pet peeves. Everybody does that joke, Scoots. It's been on my pet peeve list uh, that you haven't called me. We, yeah, every interviewee says that. Uh, well, I bet you not every interviewee has this pet peeve, uh, Dawn. It's uh, liquefied natural gas. What's up with that? You know, it just peeves my pets. I say, I mean, it makes me want to do a Jerry Seinfeld. How can it be a gas if it's a liquid? Uh, hello? Okay. Well, well, I guess I'll try cold calling cat fancy again, even though I'm allergic to cats and I don't have any, and to do my bits about fancy cats. Hello? Okay, even my brain hung up on me. Anyway, I'm here to help. I'm here to be your friend, uh, to keep you company in the deep dark night. I appreciate you checking this show out. I hope it works for you. Give it a few tries. Uh, but here's the thing. I work very hard because I strive and I yearn to help you fall asleep. Thank you again for coming by. And if you're with me still, here's a couple of ways we keep this show going. All right, we're here with the episode of Doctor Who. It starts with a view of the moon and then a view of the earth. Uh, and this one, I think we'll probably, we may be listening to these out of order, but I'm making them in order. Uh, so how you doing? This is my first Doctor Who recording in a while. 
Might be your second or third listen, though, because this is a holiday episode themed to the Christmas uh, Beatlemania. And we zoom into the earth, we see Jackie and her white Christmas tree, uh, like one of those, uh, you know, human-made ones. And she's getting it up. She holds a gift for Rose and sits and contemplates it, thinks of her daughter. Lots of love, Mom. She gets a dreamy look in her eye. She, her, she has a lot of holiday decorations in her place, a lot of them. A lot of Santas. And we go over to where Mickey works. Uh, uh, said, Mickey's got a job working in her garage. There's also a Santa, an older Santa, and or not Santa, uh, Frosty and Tinsel in the garage. Uh, Jackie has some purple Tinsel in her place. The Tinsel in Clancy's garage was red. And he's, he's talking to Steve. They have a snowman decoration. They both hear the TARDIS, both Jackie and Mickey, and they run out to a normal uh, spot where the TARDIS goes. And it comes in. It has a bit of a rough landing. And, you know, it does some ping-ponging. Probably got seen. Definitely a lot of uh, good graffiti going. Hit some rubbish bins. And the new doctor rolls out. He's all grins and smiles. Here we are, London Earth, solar system, eh? Kind of stumbles around. Jackie, Mickey, blimey. And they're confused. He goes, wait, I was about to say something. There's something important I was going to tell you. And he says, hold on, hold on. And then he says, oh, wait a second. Uh, and then he he says, oh, Merry Christmas. And then he takes, he says, I need to take a nap. Uh and they go, who is he? Where's the doctor? And uh, uh, oh, Rose comes out of the TARDIS. She goes, that's the doctor. And J- Jackie says, doctor who? Uh, but she means, yeah, that's the actual doctor. And then the episode opens. And it's good to be back. This is a Russell T. Davies episode. And after it opens, uh, we see the doctor in pajamas uh, sleeping. Uh, Jackie has swiped a stethoscope uh, uh, from the seashore. Not from the seashore, though. Uh, she swiped a stethoscope from a student. Oh, stethoscope, stethoscope swipes from a student. And uh, Rose listens into his two hearts. Uh, also, she gets her. She took her pajamas. To Jackie's got a new uh, bow. Uh, Howard from the market. He was, like, delivering stuff, uh, and then he brings over some free oranges, and the next thing you know, hubba, 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 uh, PJ's in the house. Uh, uh, Harry Jones is on the telly. Uh, Jackie's 18 quid better off uh, since Harry Jones is uh, in office. Uh, British Britain's golden age. Uh, Howard or Harriet. Oh, I didn't know if she was 18 quid better off from Howard or Harriet, though, because the oranges. Uh, they're talking about the Guinevere 1 Pro, which is, is set to land at Mars, a descent to Mars, but then a door opens. And, uh, like, uh, well, I don't think it was Mars, so it was, like, uh, one of the moons or something. And the Guinevere 1 goes in that door uh, to shop with Mickey. Oh, 20 quid. I think uh, Rose borrows 20 quid from... Uh, Mickey or from, I guess so. Yeah, he says, here's the Christmas present. And then they go shopping. She goes, you see, I'm not used to buying Christmas gifts. You know, when the tortoise, we don't have that. Uh, you don't, things like that don't exist. It's, it's timeless. And Mickey's doing the comedy. He says, oh, I love hearing, tell me more about the TARDIS. I love hearing about the TARDIS and the doctor. Like, TARDIS this, TARDIS that, TARDIS in the garden full of balloons. And Rose goes, I don't talk about the TARDIS nonstop. Sometimes I talk about the doctor. Uh, TARDIS, Tides of Comfort. Oh, then a band is playing Tides of Comfort and Joy. They're at a Christmas market. Beautiful, beautiful brass band playing music. Um, Mickey, oh, at first I thought they were paper mache Santas. uh, But it ends up they were like metal, like how they looked like Santa. And it was like an early edition of Santa Sanarchy or whatever, SantaCon, because yeah, it gets wild. And they say, we're just trying to Christmas shop here, not to have a debaucherous time. 
no mache. Maybe that means no mache, yeah, but metal. That they grab a tag. They say, we don't want a metal, metal brass band. We were just hoping for Christmas shopping. Uh, they hit a taxi. Meat paste comes up. Uh, I think Jackie brought that up and I looked that up, but we won't be talking about that anymore. I did. Uh, there will be an article in the show notes about it. Uh, she wanted him to bring home some meat paste. Uh, then that's Jackie on the phone. Also, chipolatas, uh, which I think are breakfast sausages. Uh, let's see. Bev is on. Jackie's on the phone with Bev. Uh, Mo and Peak District. I don't know what that means. Oh, but Bev, you're talking about Mo and the Peak, Peak District, maybe? Uh, flats all topsy turvy. Rose just came in and, you know, jacked the place up. Oh, Rose asked about Mo. She says, oh, Mo's in the Peak District. Rose Buddy. Star Green Tree. Oh, then we see the tree. It's green, not white anymore. And Rose goes, what your white tree? And Jackie goes, I thought you bought it. And Rose goes, how? And she goes, shopping. It just showed up. Uh, There's a ring at the door and the tree was there. And then the tree goes into auto mode and uh, kind of makes a mess, uh, which is a big bummer. It does this whirlwind jingle bells thing. Uh, and they can't even get it's making such a mess. Uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, Mickey tries to stop it with a chair. It doesn't work. Uh, Rose says, Doctor, can you help clean up or something? And the doctor sits up, zaps it with his... Uh, what do you call it? A uh, high frequency screwdriver, sonic screwdriver, and uh, like a remote control. Oh no, he says it's a remote control, and they say who? They say the Santa's from SantaCon, of course. Uh, they're pilot fish, and then they teleport out. Uh, and the doctor says, uh, "I need to get some more rest." And they say, "What do you mean?" Uh, he says, by the way, the pile of fish, they came, came early. It means other people are going to come visit Earth. Uh, and he says, I'm not doing anything. And Jackie lists, like, everything. You want this? You want that? A liquid paraffin? And something simple, bowl of soup, a ham sandwich. Uh, and we get, like, uh, do we get to it yet? Let me see. The doctor says, why is there an apple in my dressing gown? She goes, oh, Howard, uh, he gets hungry. The doctor says, in his sleep? She goes, sometimes. At some point, somebody asks him if he wants any tea. But then the doctor goes back to bed, and he has to get back in bed. Let's see, I lost my dressing gown. 12 on 12, something. Uh, probe, scavengers, and Mickey goes on Google. Oh, we see, like, somebody from uh, StarCraft on TV. It wasn't the Zerg. I think it was, like, the Protoss. It looks like the Protoss and the Zerg, like, got together. And they say Talados. It's just like a, it was like a cut scene from Star, StarCraft. Uh, they say something, something, Talados. Uh, we've combined with the Zerg now. And they say, I thought Protoss and Zerg were, you know, the opposites, uh, and they say something about big government meeting about their uh, unit, U-N-I-T. Oh, uh, they bring in, I think they bring in um, whatever. The, oh, there's a big government meeting about the, the, the probe, U-N-I-T. Harry Jones says she's never off duty, uh, by the way. Also, the, when the Talados were talking, that was available for all of Earth, uh, uh, she goes, uh, hell, oh, then they talk about how uh, the probe was like five something above, uh, five million, five thousand miles above the planet. Uh, and they say now something's coming towards us, a ship, uh, pretty fast. And uh, here John says, thank you, Sally. Uh, then we see Mickey. Oh, he's hacking in. He's really good at hacking. I don't know why he's working at a garage. Uh, he says, something big and fast is coming this way. And then they see the Protoss, uh, Zerg, say, Zachmach uh, Talados. Uh, and they said, yeah, I just talked more about it in the notes about talking. They talk, it looks like a, like a, yeah, it kind of looks like Protoss. It talks like the Zerg. 
And they say, we got to translate this, yo. And they said that we need, somebody says, too bad we don't have the TARDIS translator, but it's down without the doctor. Part of the circuit's missing because the doctor's sleeping. And phones are ringing, PA systems are going, there's music. Uh, there's a silver globe where the government's meeting. They get a call. Oh, U.S. wants to butt in on your business here. And Harry Jones says, tell U.S. to keep it. His president's not my boss. Uh, shows off or something. Or maybe the U.S. wanted to show off. And then she says, is this news real or what? Or, or something. And the news person says, off the record, this is going to be our longest night. Uh, then it's a code nine. And uh, Harry Jones is talking with a guy from the government, you know, the UNIT. And he says, she says, you know the doctor? We need the doctor. He goes, you know the doctor? What the heck? Uh, He goes, and then she goes, what about Torchwood if we can't get a hold of the doctor? This is a mystery of the season, I think. Uh, She says, get them ready. He goes, you're not supposed to know about Torchwood. Then we realize that these Talados, Zergs, are Sycorax, uh, and they want our minerals and stones, according to the translation. And then they say Sycorax, rock. Uh, and here Jones says, Christmas is a day of peace. And she says, we'd like to extend this thing, peace, Christmas, holiday peace to you. Somebody says, you know, we'd never surrender. Maybe it was her about Earth. Uh, that, yeah, because they say, give it up. Uh, and we see Jackie snoozing on the doctor. As the doctor sleeps, Rose is thinking, and she was, she's a little bit frustrated. She says, the old, you know, the previous proper doctor would wake up. Uh, you really, ha- you know, you really, oh, then somebody says, you really love him. I think uh, Mickey, and they have a big hug. I think that's what that says. Uh, we see the insulation for their house uh, down in London, resume. Uh, perhaps a blue, oh, there's some sort of blue light spell, uh, which makes people's heads go blue, some people, and then they just march around London, uh, and they go across, uh, people, they go up and they go up and they go up like balloons, and they don't listen to anybody, they're just walking and waiting, and so then there's, like, uh, wind and dramatic music, uh, and they say this is going on all over the world. Paris, Rome, even regular buildings. Uh, one third of the world is just walking around, and Rose is uh, out on her own. Uh, Guinevere 1 is leaked, uh, or something. Guinevere 1 something. Oh, leaked out everybody's info. They said, she's what did she didn't have that triple authentication on Guinevere one? And the dude says, No, I just put it put it right on a plaque on the front of it. And here Jones says, Does Torchwood have what we need or what? Because it looks like we don't know what we're doing over here. And she goes, It's all A positive. And then they say the Queen's speech is canceled for Christmas because everybody's walking around the royal grounds even. They say, don't worry about it. Everybody stay calm. And then Harry Jones says, Doctor, if you're out there, we need you. Rose is good at it. I mean, I don't think she said that, but I just put that because uh, the doctor still sleeps. And Rose kind of is like, the doctor I know is gone. The doctor I know is Rose says, hey, doctor, the doctor I know is gone. And uh, then there's a bit of a rocky rock. Uh, and then the ship shows up. It's like, it looks like a dried. Uh, L-A-V-A, uh, like a kind of moon-shaped horseshoe crab. And we also, I saw that this was a special effect. I think the Big Big Ben was under repair with scaffolding. Uh, Rose gets the idea, uh, and uh, like, uh, what does this say? We've got uh, bread for the TARDIS. Move it. It can do anything at home. Move it. Uh, you don't take the head. Uh, Big Ben's in a repair. Oh, Rose gets an idea. Oh, she goes, we got to get in the TARDIS. Let's move it. We can't get anything done at home. And she says, move it. Then Jackie's trying to uh, pack everything. We see a guy with a handheld pre-smartphone computer, an IPAQ. From Compact, IPAC uh, device. Uh, 
Uh, he's using it uh, to teleport up. They teleport up to the TARDIS. Oh, first they teleport up all the um, government employees with the translator. Uh, there's lots of cheering from the Talados or the Sycorax, the science dude. He's he's like uh, pretty much incorrect about every point he tries to make, unfortunately for him. What does this say? Jennery, Gary, Doctor, pass the tinsel. Uh, let's see. J- Jerry, Doctor, pass the tinsel. Jackie is overprepared. Uh, they don't want any civilians to talk to the uh, Sycorax. Uh, they say, with respect, sir. Uh, oh, this is what the science guy says. Or maybe Terry Jones says, we're children. We need compassion. And they say, no. The Sycorax say, no, thanks. And they say, well, what about our rights? They say, no. Then Harry Jones shows her badge. She says, Harry Jones, you know, Flydale, MP, Flydale North, uh, now PM. And they say, no, duh, we know who you are. Uh, and they say, we're going to give you a bunch of rotten choices. You make one. And she says, those are all rotten choices. And they go into the TARDIS. Jackie drops, uh, she's got so many bags of stuff, uh, and Rose says, I can't fly this thing because I was banned from flying it. Uh, Jackie has a T, uh, something very British machinery or something. Uh, maybe she just had T, I put that's very British. Uh, and then Mickey works on the, getting the TV going on the TARDIS. He says, you know, I'd, remember I asked you like last season how to get this TV going? And uh, then there's bleeping at Taladas Central, and then they energize the TARDIS. They say, we've got a TARDIS alarm here. Energize that TARDIS up here. And uh, then somebody says, you're going to be in misery all the time. Uh, Now that Bravo, I don't know. I don't know what that means. Uh, But basically, these these Sycoraks are a big, big bunch of jokers. And let's see. You're going to meet misery all the time, not that bravo, oh, I don't know. Rose grabs uh, uh, something, uh, but oh, Rose goes outside, and then she's outside. She's with the Sycorax on the ship, uh, but Mickey gets the door closed in time. I guess they had left without Jackie. Uh, the, st- the tea also gets spilled, uh, it leaks everywhere in the TARDIS and hits like a steamer. So it creates a tea steamer. All the Sycorax are cheering. And, of course, Harry Jones says, Oh, hey, Rose, where's the doctor? Uh, and then we see the tea steam with some chanting music. We know it's good. The doctor breathes in some tea steam. And the, the Sycorax say, Yes, yeah, someone's got to be the doctor. And Rose, the, the yellow, no, they say, What about this yellow girl? She's in charge because she has the TARDIS. Uh, Rose says, I got to step up. I got to be the doctor. Then all of a sudden, everything starts switching to English. Oh, first, Rose says, I address the Sycorax according to Article 15 of the Shadow Proclamation. Everything she learned in the first season. Hey, get, you, you need to hit the road according to the Slovene Parliament, Araxocorophallotorpus, uh, Gelt's Confederacy, Mighty Jagrafesh, and the Daleks. Uh, bye bye. And everyone's like, oh, no, this isn't good. Uh, and then she can start to understand the Sycorax. Uh, and then they're like, wait a second, the TARDIS must be working. But the Sycorax doesn't like that. Uh, then the hero music comes, and they say, oh, TARDIS is working. And the doctor comes out, and he says, hey, did you miss me? And the doctor goes into full hero mode, kind of says, hey, let's cut out, cut, cut this out. Uh, uh, he breaks, oh, the, one of them had a broom. He breaks the broom over his knee. He goes, you got to be careful with your broom. And then he goes, hey, Harriet Jones, fly to hell north, blimey. It's like, this is your life. Uh, he goes, all I need was a good cup of tea. Superheated infusion of free radicals and tannin. Healing the synapses. And he goes, Rose, how do I look? She goes, different. He goes, good different or bad different? Uh, and she goes, different. I liked how the doctor had his hands uh, in his pocket. He wants to know if his hair's red. She goes, no. 
Uh, he goes, oh, I thought I wanted to be a ginger. Then he goes, did you give up on me? That's, he goes, oh, wait a second. Why am I not being myself? Uh, super charming and funny. And then Harriet's like, where's the other doctor? He goes, I'm, I'm him, just different face. Uh, he goes, she goes, what? And she, he gives her all the info she needs uh, to know. And then he starts playing around the Sycorax. The Sycorax goes, who are you? He goes, doctor goes, cool, that's a good question. He goes, I demand to know who you are. And he goes, I'm the doctor, but beyond that, I don't really know. Uh, it's all untested. He goes, uh, what do you think? Am I right-handed, left-handed? What do, you know, what, what, what am I style? He goes, I certainly got a gob. And he goes, I'll make it. And he goes, look at this cool giant button you have here. He goes, what kind of button is this? Is this an action button? And he goes, this is a do not press button. And then he goes, I'm going to press it. Uh, let's see. Oh, and then he says, oh, they said that was our hip, hypnotic button uh, to help us uh, with our, you know, taking over Earth stuff. And that clears up all the blue light, blue life stuff, uh, blue light stuff on Earth. Uh, and he goes, uh, yeah, you can't hypnotize humans forever. They, you know, they're always evolving. And he goes, look at these humans. Uh, consider their, uh, you know, potential. Let's just hit the road. They got a lot to do. Uh, he goes, from the day they arrive, blinking into the sun, there's more to be seen than can ever be seen, more to do than. He goes, wait, that's from the Lion King. But anyway, still good information. And then they say, I challenge you to a dance-off. Uh, everybody laughs. It's the cigarettes are the best dancers. The whole crowd's cheering. And he goes, do you stand as this world's champion? And he goes, dance off for the planet then. So then they're dancing, and they're dancing inside and outside. And then the, the, the cigarette says, I bet you can't dance with one hand behind your back. And the doctor says, I can. And they keep dancing, and the Sycorax, like, seems like Sycorax had sick moves. They say, yeah, we got sick moves. We're a Sycorax. We rock. Uh, there's even some slow-mo dancing. Uh, the doctor says, I'm actually into 15 hours of my, like, uh, regeneration, so I have super uh, dance moves. And they, uh, the, the Sycorax says, uh, your dancing is like witchcraft. And the doctor says, no, it's Time Lord. And he goes, that's the sort of man I am. Uh, I'm a dancing man. And he ends up winning the dance-off. He says, okay, you're going to leave the earth? So he goes, okay, I'll leave the earth. No more dancing. And the doctor goes, okay, great. And then he goes, okay. He goes, not bad for a man in his gym jams. And Arthur said, or the doctor says, this is very Arthur Dent, you know, being in my pajamas and uh, uh, robe. Now, there was a nice man. Then he reaches his pocket. He goes, oh, a Satsuma's in here. He goes, that friend of your mother's, he loves those snacks, doesn't he? He goes, this is Christmas, if I ever heard of it. Uh, All those presents right at the bottom, and there's one uh, Satsuma. Who wants it? And then the Sycorax gets up and says, oh, your shoes are untied, doctor. And the doctor says, no second chances in dance-offs. I'm that sort of man. He says they're really cool, though. And then he says, by the way, Sycorax, uh, since I won the dance off, you got to go home uh, for sure. This is my planet. And these are my people. Uh, let's see, Jim Jams, Arthur Dent. Uh, even Mickey's really happy about it. Uh, doc- the doctor and the prime minister. Uh, key lock to heavens and told you you're getting noticed. Oh, so they have a talk uh, after they win. Yeah, everybody hugs. Everybody says, yay. And he goes, well, now everybody knows because the Sycorax run national television. And more and more people are noticing Earth. So you get noticed more and more. You get used to it. And uh, Rose goes, so the, 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 Jackie comes. They, they go back to London. She says, oh, doctor's good. She, she goes, yeah, the tea did it. Uh, that's all I needed was a cup of tea. And she goes, you're really the, she goes, is that the prime minister? And everybody gives it, gives a hug again with Jackie's there. Then the, one of the government dudes says, Torchwood's ready, uh, prime minister. And so they use some Torchwood, like, uh, kind of like Star, Star, Star Wars thing. 
it takes out the, the, the sends the uh, Sycorax all the way to the big farm in space. And they say, Harriet says, uh, they were leaving. What are you doing here? The doctor says, Harry, what are they doing? They were leaving. Uh, uh, the, 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 you know, the, the, whatever. Uh, what, are you, what are you doing? And uh, they say, okay, well, uh, she goes, she goes, well, she goes, my job's for Earth and Earth first. Uh, and the doctor goes, Britain's golden age. And Harry goes, yeah, it comes with a price. And the doctor goes, I don't know about it. I don't know about it. I know I was pro-human before, minutes ago, but now I'm not so sure. And Harry goes, well, what about you, doctor? And she, he goes, don't challenge me, Harriet Jones. I'm a new person. And she goes, you're remarkable, but, uh, you know. And uh, the doctor goes, uh, yeah, well, I got six words for you. Six words. And she goes, stop it, uh. And he whispers to the other guy, don't you think she looks tired? And then they leave. Uh, uh, let's see what other notes are getting noticed. It said so. A bleeding prime minister. It comes with a price. A doctor. Oh, the dude's on Bluetooth for the government, of course. Uh, and after she says that, she goes, doctor, what did the doctor say to you, Bluetooth? And he goes, don't worry about it. And then we see the another level of the TARDIS, a uh, living level, car, car, closet level. And there's good music. The doctor's trying on things. At first, he's like, a nutcracker suit? No. Uh, he goes, uh, scarf and jacket? No. Uh, then something else. I couldn't read my handwriting. It looks like torture uh, something. But then he puts on a suit, a three-piece smooth, smooth suit, and then a leather duster. At first, I thought it was a raincoat, but then I realized it was leather. And he looks, uh, and then he, like, uh, see, see, he goes, man, and then we see a couple other levels, like a spiral staircase. Uh, then Dr. rolls into Jackie's uh, flat and grins, and it's Xmas. They're all putting on the Christmas crowns and the Christmas crackers, uh, watching TV. Harry Jones has been declared unfit for office. Here Jones has been declared unfit for office. She goes, I'm fine. Why? I don't know why everybody thinks I'm unfit. Uh, look it up. Uh, Harry Jones is doing great. And she goes, it's Christmas. Uh, and then they go, and it's snowing outside. But they say, well, it's not quite snowing. It's uh, Sycorax tears, which are like snow. And they go, man, this is, and then they see little shooting stars. And they go, yeah, those are also Sycorax tears. And the doctor goes, yeah, brand, brand new Earth. No denying uh, people from other planets now. Everyone thought everything's new. And Rose goes, well, what's next? The doctor goes, back to my old life on the TARDIS. Uh, Rose goes, on your own? He goes, aren't you coming? And she goes, yeah. And he goes, really? And she goes, yeah. He goes, well, I thought because I changed. And she goes, well, I thought because you changed, you wouldn't want me to go. And he goes, no, no, I want you to come. And and she goes, great. And then Mickey goes, are you? And she goes, yeah, I'm going, Mickey. Uh, and Jackie uh, says, what are you two going out there looking for stuff, that, you know, challenging stuff? Uh, and the doctor goes, the challenge is just in between. Uh, it's all waiting out there, Jackie. Brand new to me. Yeah, planets and creatures and horizons I haven't seen yet. Well, not with these eyes. It's going to be fantastic. And then the doctor and Rose hold hands, uh, still in a way that's like hard to define. Uh, Jackie's arms are crossed. Mickey seems down. Uh, and then they go, where first? And doctor goes, he points up to the sky, goes that way. And he goes, no, he points another way. No, he ponders it. No, hold on that way. And she goes, yeah. And then there's like this long smiling doctor look. Uh, and the episode comes to a close. All right, so a couple of things came up in this episode. One was the sign that said no ball games. Uh, I looked up this article on The Guardian. Uh, Lindsay Hanley from uh, the 2nd of July, 2015. It was about the uh, North London was reviewing the use of no ball game signs on its estates to encourage children to play outside. And uh, the mindfulness of such times seems to uh, reinforce an unfortunate British attitude towards the idea of people doing things. Uh, 
nimbyism uh, made concrete rather or rather metal uh, and uh, they talk about how Banksy did that mural with the two children playing catch with the sign uh, such instructions forbidding ball games and roller skating sometimes too they're not even enforceable they're simply there to discourage in pride uh, yet their continued presence suggests a long history of uncomfortable relations between children and adults on British estates. Uh, the use of those signs arose in tandem with the litany of rules, both written and unwritten, uh, surrounding the maintenance of order and respectability on ca- early council estates. Uh, there's a whole history about these post-war estates uh, uh, when they were rushing to build new homes. And the layouts and landscapes uh, were urgently discussed. Uh, completing plans for the Woodchurch estate, uh, they said, well, let's allow it to uh, the state's residents to keep away from each other as much as possible and to retain the friendliness of little streets uh, uh, to build houses looking away from each other or to cluster them around village-style greens to encourage neighborless and informal social encounters. Uh, the latter was rejected by the Tory-led council on the grounds that uh, children would make them into uh, football uh, grounds. Uh, the, the author said, where I grew up, no ball game signs were ubiquitous and had little relevance relevance because we played uh, mostly on the paths anyway or on the road, which back then had less traffic. And, uh, you know, maybe at some point, you know, discourage children to just play. And, it, you know, as more and more people own cars, uh, they and they became more socially respectable. You couldn't play wherever you wanted. Uh, but still, the back gardens had these invisible rules, uh, which stated that playing in public was no longer okay. Attempts at playing badminton with my parents resulted in us getting uh, told to pack it up, uh, by a curmudgeonly neighbor. Uh, play streets, uh, the precursors to present-day home zones, were uh, legislated as early as the mid-20th century. It's just an interesting article over at The Guardian about it. Also linked to just a tiny, th- tiny thing about the Banksy thing, but it just kind of was mentioned there. Then the stethoscope uh, was, came up. So I said, let's look up on Wikipedia, History of Stethoscopes. It was invented in France in 1816 by René Lenac uh, uh, at the uh, Necker Enfant in, uh, in Paris. Uh, and it was a wooden tube that was ma- monoral because uh, it was like I kept having to just put my ear against people's things to hear their heart. Uh, and uh, René observed that a rolled piece of paper placed between the chest and the ear could amplify heart sounds without requiring physical contact. Uh, similar to the common ear trumpet used in cartoons uh, a lot uh, back then or later in life. Uh, and his invention was almost indestructible in structure and function from the trumpet. Uh, I called it the stethoscope or the chest scope and used it. Uh, and then, uh, let's see, 1851, there became like uh, Arthur Lernard uh, developed a binaural, uh, bin- binaural uh, a stethoscope. Uh, 1852, uh, George Philip Kaman. Uh, perfected the design of the instrument for commercial production, which has been the standard ever since. In uh, 1858, there was a stethophone, which had two separate bells, uh, able to compare sounds, I guess. Uh, And, uh, yeah, so there's a little bit of interesting stuff about the stethoscope. Uh, this is also in the uh, query, uh, in uh, the, this query is also from the uh, Guardian, uh, from Somatic Enigmas. Uh, I don't have a date on it, it's loading really slow. Uh, why do we refer to the pound as a quid? Uh, Martin Quentin from Wimbledon asked. Uh, Mike Whitaker suggested uh, it comes from quid pro quo. An equivalent for something also suggests uh, originally referred to a sovereign. Also, Mark Power from Dublin said quid pro quo. 
Richard Thompson from uh, Denmark said, once upon a time, Gaelic-speaking Irishmen in the British Army would refer to my money as motuid, quid, uh, uh, being an omnibus word for thing, peace, possession, collection, money. So uh, soldiers adopted a reference to what they heard as quid to mean the pound. A lot of people, though, put a quid, quid pro quo. So uh, I guess from quid, 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 which stands for the pound in uh, Doctor Who. Uh, so that's a little bit. What about a, uh, a chipolata? I did not know what a chipolata was. Yeah, but it's a type of fresh sausage uh, created in France. Uh, the uh, breakfast sausages, basically, uh, pork, salt, and pepper with some herbs and spices. Uh, common in the UK as part of Christmas dinner, were wrapped in bacon uh, as pigs in blanket. Uh, so I didn't really, that was something I didn't, I just learned, uh, Chipolata and Satsuma. This was an interesting article because there was a little bit of uh, insulation exposed in Jackie's apartment. And so I said, why is some, uh, you know, there's this big push of pink uh, insulation in the U.S. Uh, so I want to read about that. And this actually comes, this article uh, in The Blade uh, from Toledo, uh, written by Mar Marlene Harris-Taylor from uh, October 27, 2013, about Owens Corning, which has been in the pink for 57 years, the insulation company uses a color pink in its uh, insulation products and uses the pink panther in the advertising for 33 years. They just renewed the rights in 20, 2007 uh, for another 15 years. Uh, the color is considered an asset that was registered as a trademark, uh, and it can carries uh, the value of pink on their balance sheet. Uh, they won't space a place of specific numerical value on it, uh, but it's, you know, really been... Uh, a part of their brand. They used it as a way to distinguish its insulation products from other companies, and it was a brilliant move, according to Mr. Fisher. Uh, the challenge is that they're all pretty similar, so the pink and the pink panther sets it apart, uh, and it's well-loved uh, and well-known. And that was the idea, to differentiate their products uh, when they decided to add pink to the color. It was used to be yellow, which wasn't that great. That was just part of the process, uh, and they were doing research in uh, Newark, Ohio, in uh, 1957 with red dyes. And they used the color pink to show that theirs was uh, different and better. And they said, uh, they, quote, I don't, didn't, don't think we ever realized the power of pink in the marketplace. Uh, and we realized we had something different on our hands. It was the color. And then 25 years later, in the 80s, they started using the Pink Panther cartoon character in commercials uh, with music by Henry Mancini uh, from the movie franchise. And it continued to, they continued to uh, increase their market share uh, so much so that, yeah, they kept it up there. So it's just a major brand move. Really interesting. You can check out the article for more details. Uh, there was also this IPAC, IPAQ, an early handheld computer, which I didn't ever own one of these. I did want one. It was a pocket PC unveiled by Compact in April 2000. And it was uh, come from their earlier iPad personal desktop computers. Uh, the product was uh, marketed by HP because they merged with Compact. It used a Windows mobile interface. There was also several Linux ones. Uh, and they had sleeve accessories, technically called jackets. You could use it for, wow, wireless or GPS, a card reader, extra batteries. And it was developed by their strong ARM uh, development group uh, in their Hudson, Massachusetts facility. It was seen as a highly promising platform. Uh, so I guess this was like the time of the Palm Pilots and stuff like that. Kept coming up with new models, 2005. Uh, like, uh, so they kept developing it, but I'm sure at some point it, uh, you know, they, uh, w w you know, once you could do stuff with your phone, let's see what other info I could get. If there's anything else, there's a lot of different models. Uh, I used a Palm pilot for a while, like, but personally I found the Palm five to be the best, but I had used a different ones uh, to try to stay organized in my past uh, existence. Uh, 
And I just saw it there, and I said, huh, I remember those things. Okay, what about gob? Because I didn't know what he said. I got a gob, the doctor. I didn't know what that meant, meant uh, so I had to look that up. Uh, another learning opportunity. Uh, gobbin, it could be from Middle English, to drink greedily. Gobbin, gabbin, or globin, uh, to drink down. Uh, let's see, gob is a noun, lob, lump of uh, soft or sticky material. Uh, mouth, uh, stuffing his gob with fast food. Uh, spittoon stuff. Uh, uh, prefabrication, prefab stuff could be a gob. What is this? Uh, a sailor. Oh, okay, so it's, it could be a sailor. Is that what it means? I don't know. I don't know what he was using. It. So is it mouth or that he's a sailor? can't even remember what he said. He said, I got a gob. It just means, you know, the doctor uses his mouth for a lot of things. Uh, okay, satsuma, let's go on to that, uh, which is a uh, easy-peeling citrus uh, species, also known as unshu makan, cold-hardy mandarin, satsuma orange, and tangerine. Uh, it's of Chinese origin, uh, but introduced to the West via Japan. Yeah, so I don't know if this is like one of the super popular little nectarines that everybody opens. Uh, I guess it is uh, a mandarin orange. is about the size of a mandarin orange, a seedless. Uh, one of the sweetest citrus varieties. Uh, uh, leathery skin dotted with uh, large and prominent oil glands attached around the fruit, but easily to pe- easy to peel. Uh, Jesuits brought the fruit in, uh, from Asia to North America in the 18th century, starting groves uh, in Louisiana, and uh, still popular there. Uh, and then it spread, uh, it, but it said it was originally in Japan, too. So from in the Satsuma province of uh, Japan. Uh, so maybe the Jesuits were there and they brought it. So it's a little bit about Satsuma. You know, with the Wikipedia, quick research is always uh, quick. Now, what about the duster? That's what I thought he, uh, the doctor was wearing at the end. Full-length, uh, light-colored canvas, canvas or linen coats worn by horsemen to protect their clothing from trail dust. Uh, slid up the back for ease of wear on horseback. Uh, intended for riding. Button, buttonable real, rear slit, leg straps to hold the flaps in place. Uh, protection against the rain could be made from oil cloth uh, or waxed cotton. Uh, people wore them to protect their clothes, and they were popular in uh, in Western films. So I don't know if that was what the doctor had, or it's just a leather raincoat, or maybe it was not leather. And finally, let's cover the Christmas cracker, uh, also known as bonbons in Australia. Part of Christmas celebrations in the UK, Ireland, and Commonwealth countries, Australia, Canada, New Zealand, South Africa. Definitely getting more and more popular in the U.S. It's a segmented cardboard tube wrapped in twists of paper with a prize in the central chamber, uh, making it reverse and an oversized sweet wrapper. It's pulled apart by two people, each holding an outer chamber, uh, causing the cracker to split, and one person gets the prize. A uh, split usually has a little pop uh, uh, to be you know, fun for everybody. And uh, it can be, you know, just natural or an added effect. Uh, they're typically pulled at Christmas dinner, table, or parties. In one version, the person with the larger portion empties the, the tube and keeps them. In another, each person has their own cracker and keeps it no matter what. Uh, typically, it's kind of were a colored papered hat, uh, like a crown, a small toy of a plastic model, or other trinket with a model uh, joke or riddle, uh, or uh, a puzzle on a piece of paper. Uh, the paper hats with the appearance of crowns are usually worn when eating dinner. Uh, the tradition of wearing festive hats dates all the way back to Roman times. You should see the doctor and Rose in their uh, crowns. The doctor had a red one, Rose had a pink one. Uh, yeah, Roman times. Uh, and uh, they during uh, Saturnalia's celebrations, which involved decorative headgear, Oxford English Dictionary records the use of cracker bonbons and pulling crackers uh, from the 1840s uh, 
Tom Smith may have invented them in 1847 uh, during his development of bonbon sweets, which he sold in a twist of paper. His sales of bonbons slumped, uh, came with a new promotional idea, first love messages in uh, the sweets, uh, then a crackle element, uh, just like a log on a fire. Uh, then he replaced the candy with a trinket, uh, fans, jewelry, or other items. Uh, it was originally called the Cossack, but the uh, onomatopoeic uh, cracker became uh, more commonly uh, used in name. Uh, other elements of the modern cracker, the gifts, paper, hats, and designs, was introduced by Tom Smith's son, Walter Smith, uh, to differentiate the product. Uh, which as competition came up. They should have made a pink. Uh, they should have put some pink uh, stuff in there. Uh, and they merged with the uh, Cayley crackers in 1953. There's a fountain uh, dedicated to Tom Smith and the family in Finsbury Square in London. And the longest uh, cracker pulling chain of uh, 1,081 people was at, at uh, the Herodian School in Barnes, London, UK, 10th of December 2015. Also, you're not supposed to bring them on planes. Uh, so uh, that's a little bit about crackers, a little bit of the holiday season with the doctor and Rose and Mickey and Jackie and even uh, Prime Minister uh, MP Flydale North, Harry Jones. Uh, thanks uh, and good night.